All right. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome back uh, to the disc swap. We're on. Is it actually episode eight? Is that is that for real? Wow. Uh, so we've been a little less consistent of late, and we're we're apologetic for that. Uh, well, I am at the very least because it's usually me that's the one that's like, you know, screwing up. Anyway, uh, episode eight. We're gonna be talking a lot about MGS one. So uh, for that, we have a couple of guests who know a fair bit about the game. Why don't you guys introduce yourselves? Uh, hi, I'm Metal Gwen Solid, primarily a PC runner, actually, so very interested to actually discuss the console side of things for a change. Hi, I'm Kakusu Sora, known as Shiller for short. Uh, <laughs> I uh, speed run Metal Gear Solid on console, easy percent. So there you go. We got easy any percent. We got we got someone who runs extreme PC. We got someone who runs easy any percent console. You know we got we got we got the board covered. <laughs> so uh, to lead things off, how you guys been? How you doing? Good. Uh, I'm good. I'm doing alright. So uh, yeah. Uh, so I guess to lead things off, we have a lot of news regarding uh, any percent console extreme uh we've got a couple of guys who've been going back and forth and back and forth last week or so uh jaguar king and plywood both have been uh pushing on the category pretty hard of late and uh if speedrun.com would load that i have great. it you have it what's what's yep. the current time down to? so you're down to a 10140 in-game time by plywood with big boss and that was uh just over a week ago on Japanese PSTV. Right. That's the current time. And, and that's... Jack, two seconds behind him, so... Yeah. So, like I said, these guys have been pushing on the category a little uh, more than uh, usual of late. So we've got... Like, uh, there's, there's quite a few eyes on MGS1 right now. In fact, uh, we've also got a couple of new runners. Mm -hmm. Um... Uh, Sorry, his I'm blanking on his name. He's in he's in the Discord. He's in a bunch of our chats. Uh, Flynamix, Flynamix, yeah, he's yep. trying to break onto PC. I've noticed. Yeah, he's he's been running PC Extreme from what I've seen. Um, I myself have started dabbling a bit. Um, <laughs> You've been dabbling on a lot of things in terms of Metal Gear. Uh, well. Started doing like uh, Pal. <laughs> Yeah. Oh my and gosh, the PAL stuff. run. The, the, <laughs> pal, the PAL meme run, yes. The infamous so, PAL runs. The, the, one, the one that lasted an hour and 18 minutes on a fairly actually decent run because PAL. And then there was, <laughs> and then I, uh, I recently I recently got the good version and um, I've apologized to Sora already, but I've bopped her a bit. <laughs> Yeah, breaking up a... into that top 10. Top, I, wanted, I top was five. top 10 for a while. <laughs> I was top 10, and all of a sudden, out of nowhere, a bunch of speedrunners are like, oh, there's a new runner? Let's, let's go uh, get a new PB. Oh, by the way, I have a PSTV now. And, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just like, yeah, I'm the only one who doesn't have a PSTV. If you actually do want to get into, like, get seriously i guess 
in in console you do want to run in a ps tv just because it does run faster as comparing to all the other consoles um i'm uh i'm i'm running with the thickest i'm dummy thick with my runs yeah the uh the big boy ps3 oof yeah i mean hey i've 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 cut a lot of time off like my first pb was 118 and now i'm like doing 109 so yeah yeah no that's good that's that's very good just wait till she can find herself a pstv she's gonna come storming in oh yeah <laughs> boys up but, top better be careful oh yeah mm-hmm. she'll find one at a random thrift store for ten dollars but um yeah i mean i uh, i guess Due to all of the uh, the attention MGS One's getting, uh, I kind of wanted to focus the show more directly on the game since we've talked about it a lot. Like last week, we talked about it a fair bit. Um, or last show, rather, not last week. Um, the last show we talked about it a fair bit. We've we, it's always an, a topic of conversation because it is one of the more popular runs in the series. Um, very very visible and very well known. But we haven't really actually dove into the history of the speedrun too much. Like, we we did a show with Limes, I think that was the third episode, where we were talking about a whole storm about MGS2 and its history. But uh, it's it, it, I found it's high time to start, you know, shining the light on, uh, on MGS1. So, um... Uh, some of this information um, was actually compiled by friend of MGSR and uh, the Metal Gear Solid Tasser, the Englishman, uh, who was, I don't know if he's uh, still doing so, but he was compiling information for a, uh, a sort of world record progression style video. So um, I, I, some of the information I've got is pulling from one of his drafts that he had posted to the Discord all two years ago or so. Uh, so big thanks and shout outs to the Englishman for his work. Uh, but to start off, Metal Gear speedrunning, or Metal Gear Solid 1 speedrunning in, in, in a more specific fence, uh, sense, uh, it's been around a while. I think uh, I think started around 2000, 2001, 2003, somewhere in that range. But the, uh, the first run that was actually uh, had visual video evidence was, uh, was actually completed on a Japanese leaderboard. Uh, by Zeno, who scored a 136.16, and he was running on the um, the NTSA, uh, NTSCJ original release, mm-hmm. uh, which is not to be confused with the integral release, which came later um, as sort of a greatest hits kind of thing in Japan. Uh, so he his run is effectively a easy difficulty run, and he uh, he got a 136.16 way back in 2004. Which, fifteen years we've we've cut that time down over a half an hour, um, and actually a lot of that is due in part to a couple of guys uh, in 2013, as recently as six years ago. Uh, Magnum 66 and the Thrillness, which I think the Thrillness has changed his name. I'm not sure what that might be at this point in time, but uh, those two actually completely broke the first disc of MGS1 console. And uh, Sora, since you run console, could you run yes. us through some of those, some of those uh, 
glitches that we've we've been using for the past six years? Okay, so the glitches that we use, the first one would be the weapons glitch. Uh, sorry, sorry, uh, vent glitch. Uh, that's the first thing that you do. Um, you basically go into the armory and then go to a vent, and then you do you lie down, look in first person, and then you go quickly up. But as you're doing that, you're basically well, how I like to explain it in my commentary is that. Snake's butt is dummy thick that it actually clips through walls. And so like, <laughs> you uh, basically clip and then you get yourself captured and you skip like a whole bunch of bosses that you don't need to do uh, when you're doing uh, any percent. And then the second glitch is, uh, which is the hardest one, would be the weapons glitch. Um, that's the one that can either make or break your run depending on how well you can perform it. Um, that's where you basically uh, damage yourself with either a C4 or a grenade, and you basically have a seizure on the floor to confuse the game and switch your weapons from like uh, a stinger to a chaff grenade, which is what we tend to do. And then you need to explode your stinger. Uh, and then to in order for you to pass a cutscene that you're dealing with uh with Otacon. And then you repeat that uh weapons glitch again with Sniper Wolf. So I think those are all the glitches that you use, if I'm correct. It it sounds about right, yeah. Mm -hmm. And um the vent glitch, of course, uh very handy. It skips literally five bosses. Ocelot, uh Ocelot, the tank, uh Mantis, Ninja, and Wolf One. Sounds like uh, the uh, speedrunning police is after you. Always. <laughs> but um, yeah. Spilling the tea on that on that run. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah. So the vent glitch that gets you behind the level six door in the uh, the first basement of the tank hangar is the way I understand it is that. When you look up in first person, it's not just shifting your view up. It's actually moving Snake from, like, a horizontal to, like, a, a slope. And that gets him stuck out of bounds. And uh, not only is it useful in console, the Any% percent PC run also uses that, right, Glenn? Oh, yeah. Anything you can do on the console, you can do on PC. PC just has its own set of tricks that the only glitch that they have in common is the vent glitch. Uh... Right. I, I know for sure after you use the vent glitch, like the the rest of the game is actually like screwed up. It's very uh, trivial and very broken. Yeah. Um and it's funny because like how I actually learned the vent glitch, there is um uh, there's a YouTube video. Uh it's called What the Glitch. And they actually talked about the vent glitch, but they never really explained like what happens after. <laughs> Like hmm. what 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 happens to the game after you perform it? Like that like they never explain the part when you go to the comms tower B, you need to perform the weapons glitch in order for you to pass, or else you're gonna be soft locked when you meet up with, with Otacon. So yeah. if you guys are trying to not speedrun it, but try to just basically finish the game as fast as you can, like casually, it's not gonna it's not gonna work unless you know all the other glitches. Yeah, the um, 
the console any percent route is a very a very tightly knit thing like you have to do things in a very specific order or else just things won't work out in your favor and, oh yeah um, the the with the weapons glitch what frustrated the most was like dealing with the boxes actually yeah yeah <laughs> i see many a runner have issues with those boxes <laughs> and even getting past them you're not home free i call yeah, them the box box yeah but yeah um so like one of the one of the string of events after you do the weapons glitch and climb all the way up to, in order to actually skip the hind D, you have to climb all the way back down. And right. the elevator, of course, isn't working because that story flag wasn't set ever. You skip straight past Otacon, and the story flag for the hind D is still active because the hind D is still out there buzzing around. So the elevator doesn't work, and you have to get all the way down the tower somehow. And, uh, you know, in order to do that, of course, you have to, as Sora calls it, defeat the box boss. And, uh, so the way the way the story flags kind of work is that the game knows that you have the stinger, you're on the way, you're you're on your way up to fight the hind. And then but since you never actually had that uh cutscene with Otacon, it's also thinking, well, that should probably happen. So those boxes are on the ground, you know, stacked in the two stacks of two blocking the staircase like you normally see going up. So Basically, that's that's how the run works, is that they take advantage of that, and if you do it very specifically, if you move in a, a specific fashion, you can just run straight on top of those boxes from the top. Another uh, point to make is that, like, you can't really do the hind D fight because of the weapons glitch. You When you explode your stinger, like, it doesn't exist anymore. Like, mm -hmm. you're just screwed. So once... I learned that the hard way, and <laughs> I was up there, and I'm like, wait, how am I supposed to do this boss fight when I don't even have a stinger anymore? I am so screwed. <laughs> well, the other issue, too, is um, because you're skipping a couple of fights, you don't actually get the health benefit right away, so when you pick exactly. up the stinger, it's zero out of zero. You're not meant to have that item because of the number of flags you've actually set off and which flags you've set off. So the game is just like, oh, you can't use this. You can have it in your inventory, but you just can't use it. Right. So even if you could, you you couldn't because you wouldn't be able to use it. Right. But um, all these all these things were found in early, very, very early 2013, like January. Um, and in, I believe it was March of that year, uh, a name we're all very, very familiar with around here, uh, Slade, put all of this together, and not only did he do these tricks, he actually did it on Extreme, and he got the big boss rank with it. Didn't and, he uh, don't know. I believe he may have, actually, yeah. Let me check. I, I'm not sure if that run is actually on the board, but it was a 110. Uh, yeah, it would be. A, yeah, it was a 110-10 big boss rank any percent, which back then, actually, another bit, little bit of trivia for those who might be new to the community or new to the uh, MG, MGS speedrunning in general, is the any percent category actually used to go by a different name entirely. So uh, after these were found, uh, we had two categories for MGS1. We had all bosses, 
and large skips. Now, um, I can't remember when. I think it was two, three years ago. Um, Plywood actually had the idea and posited it to the to the board mods that that should instead be called any percent, and that's you know how we got where we are today. It was around the time he did his AGDQ run in 2017. Yeah, okay, that was around the time they got the cha- the name changed from large skips to any percent. Right, it kind of makes sense. I mean, there's like a lot of runs that are out there. That also, they would just call it any percent instead of large skips. Right, I think it's just the simplicity of the word itself. Well, not only that, but it also fits in with like speedrunning lingo at large as well. Oh yeah, you know? for sure. Right. For sure. You just say, oh, I do MGS1 large skips. They go, oh, okay, is there an any percent category to run? And then you go, well, no, the any percent category is basically <laughs> large skips and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. At that point, you may as well have just called it that to begin with, but I digress. I do, I do have some people from from my channel that does question like, how come there's a difference between like there's a category between console and versus uh PC and I have told them that the PC version is a little bit different than the console but like then people are also saying that like then how come there's like several different other consoles in like the leaderboard there's like the PS TV the PS3 the PS2 and the PS1 and I'm like I'm not the one who's in charge of that <laughs> like there's so a... go ahead the most important distinction about the PC versus the console uh, separation is that not only are there uh, PC-specific glitches and uh, techniques for the speedrun, but also, like, even simpler than that, PC can just straight-up skip codecs with the press of a button. Oh, yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah. yeah. You, can, you, can... You, can, you, don't, you don't have to button mash for that. You just basically press a button, and it's automatically done. And you push start, push escape. Easy peasy done. Yeah, and, and then after that, like you, there's other glitches that are specifically made for the PC and not for the consoles. Yeah, so so Glenn, why? Since we're on the topic, why don't you go walk us through some of that? So basically, the run starts off exactly the same as console. You go in, do the tank hanger, go down, do the vent glitch. Hello, level six door. Blah blah blah. And then after that is where it gets a little tricky. Um, from the moment you grab the PSG one, you have access to what's called God Mode Xplain or GME. And basically what that is is you're taking advantage of the hotkeys that the PC version is very kind enough to provide us with. And during the crouch and prone animation, Snake has iframes. So we interrupt that iframe with a hotkey to any other weapon. And then you just have infinite iframes from there on out. You can use that to avoid bullets, kicks. Uh, the lasers in the armory, if you do it right, and you can go out of bounds with this, you can skip a couple of codecs with this that are actually useful to skip. It's actually pretty crazy how broken it can get. Yeah. Yeah, uh, like, and the out of bounds thing specifically is is one of the more fascinating things to me because I don't know quite the reasoning behind it, but this the gme trick legitimately just straight up breaks load zones if like the door leading to them is open and you do it like right in front of the door i don't i don't quite get that i guess i i feel like iframes are just kind of a absence of a hitbox on your model so to speak yeah so i'm feeling like there's something in the code that basically reads if snake's hitbox hits this particular point on the map then load area x Right. Hmm. But yeah, uh, 
one of the more well, fascinating go ahead good oh no i was gonna say like the pc version was made poorly as comparing to the console version right like very much so yeah there's there were only maybe a handful of people working on that yeah i uh, mean shout outs to square blood shout outs to square blood <laughs> but um yeah no it's it's night and day like some of the cutscenes don't even work like the uh the real time footage cutscenes don't even don't even bother it they're all broken yeah they're pretty bad um and there's a couple of other things like uh music in the blast furnace specifically uh it loops poorly because uh and plywood told this story at AG at his, at one of his gdq runs the one where he ran pc but uh the game the the developers of the pc port actually couldn't get the actual files from konami even though this was an officially licensed konami development which blows my mind but essentially they had to yeah essentially they had to, to find a way and essentially pirate the music and and the blast furnace it's especially noticeable but i feel um, like when the port was being made since it was technically going to be another release of the game i feel like they had to go out and purchase the copyright in order to use it mm. and just didn't right so but, um, like if you go south of the blast furnace where the stinger missiles are and that extra chaff you can see it it just doesn't loop it actually reloads the music yeah i believe but uh so maybe i have it backwards <laughs> but but speaking about the blast furnace um what i was what i was going to say is that one of the most fascinating uses of gme is to break one of the load zones to swap the camera like it's not even a load zone between areas but you just you break the load zone to swap the camera over and it completely breaks collision for the rest of the stuff in the blast furnace up until the door yep it just kind of makes some sprites instead of models and they're non-existent you just walk right through them yeah and that that's one of the more fascinating tiny it's a it's not even that big overall in comparison i mean yeah you're skipping uh, sidling along the wall with the crane on it but it's not that big of a time save comparatively to not like, anymore now. Things. yeah but it, it's it's just one of those fascinating things that gme does to the game even the game itself in that out of bounds state it's one of those games where if you reach the end of the map you teleport to the other side and that's yeah. taken full advantage of in two areas specifically uh, the cave and the underground tunnel going in front of the comm tower mm -hmm. and it's like whoa <laughs> what just happened but yeah uh mgs1 speedrunning has has certainly come a very long way from from where it began back in whenever it even was, like 2001, maybe. Uh, I don't and... know, because it's, it's one of those games where you'll see a lot of crap for skipping cutscenes if you stream it. There's a lot of people out there that, if they see you're streaming it and they see that you're skipping the cutscenes, they're like, oh, you're skipping the cutscenes. But it's like, if, if you're going for Big Boss, which requires you to do so, aren't those speedruns then by definition? Very, very technically, yes. Which, I guess, we should bring up the requirements for a big boss run, since uh, that's that's most of the uh, activity that's been happening recently. Let's see here. That's this... not my topic. That's too that's too hot to handle is, for is me. Right, is right you have it up here, because I don't even remember them anymore. So, I know the kills and the amount of time you have, and that's 
and you have one ration. Yeah, you have to do it under three hours. Uh, no kills, or sorry, no continues. Uh, no, like, you can save, I think, but no continues. I think there's um, a save limit. One ration and 25 kills on top of four, four maximum alerts. So it's, uh, it's fairly strict. Yep, here we go. Uh, beat the game on extreme. Finish the game in three hours or less. No continues. One or less rations. 25 kills or less. And 14 times found or less. Or 14, four, excuse me, not 14. Yeah, four. Four alerts. And they're with, all fours, uh, except for one. With, with extreme and doing big boss, like, do you, you have to be really precise with your movements, right? Fairly. Within, within reason, yes. Yeah. Um, you can get away with a little bit, and I believe in Rex's hangar specifically, there's a new strat where you do make a sound and the guard sees you, but the way the alerts work, unless the guard says, who's that, it doesn't count. Which is very fascinating that we found out. I think that's also fairly recent. Yeah. Um, and in general, like... MGS1 has a more lenient big boss than, say, 2 or 3. Um, because Metal Gear 1 and 2, I believe, both had results, sorry, result screens with, uh, with rankings on them. But MGS1 kind of kind of started the crackdown, you know, started making it, hey, you have to do it this way or else this is just not going to work for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and and MGS two and threes took it a step further and and made it actually fairly difficult, depending on who you ask. Of course, I don't know. I I think it does depend on who you ask. If you ask, if you were to ask, say me, I would say two is a lot harder, strictly because you only get seven saves throughout the whole game. You get seven saves. Mm-hmm. At yeah. that point. If you're going to save, you want to do it like after a boss or right before a boss, which is the way I personally did it when I was maybe 14, 15 years old. Mm-hmm. And it was just kind of like, you know, this game, there's a lot to this game and you could go 20 minutes without another boss fight, in which case you do you sack the save and just go or, you know, what do you do? Right. Not to mention Raiden's made of paper. So Tengu fights are annoying as a casual. Yeah, yeah. So. But, um, yeah, in, uh, let me see here, filter out some things. So, uh, in the oldest run on the board for uh, speedrun.com is um, four years ago. Um, it might have been done before that, but it was submitted four years ago, I believe. And that was, uh, Sefi Ross with a 103-34 big boss. And since then, we've had, uh, several other runs on the extreme board alone. Not to mention the, the huge influx of people who just, who run the easy category, Sora, you and I. Yes. Um... I don't have an exact count, but it looks to be about 14 different runs 
not including uh, you know PBs and such. So the game has certainly seen a lot of attention in in general over the years. Um, I don't think quite as much as MGS2 has gotten. Yeah, but it's still it's still more popular than MGS3 or 4. That's for sure. I want to I want to say that I I really wish that it was accepted, but J Rock the God um, he made an interesting run because like if you guys don't know who j-rock is j-rock is a guy who actually uh he plays he speeds runs but he puts a little bit of a twist into it he plays with his feet like he has like workable hands it's just that sometimes maybe why won't why won't you just try using your other limbs and i spoke to him at gdq and he's just like he just wanted to do a challenge and now it became his thing yeah and so yeah uh i really wanted to see that run um in person or like on stream unfortunately that didn't happen because gdq didn't accept his run but it was still interesting enough to like like i don't know that that's like a new i i want i want some more fun challenges like my weird challenge of speed running with an oven mitt <laughs> and a bucket on your head and a bucket on my head mm. Yeah, J Rock uh, definitely does some some interesting speed runs. And I did ask him about that. I did see him. He was doing a twelve hour challenge run for Sonic Adventure Two. And I said, Well, why do you play with your feet? He goes, It's just the way I choose to play the games. And I went, Okay, that's pretty cool. And he was trying to do um the 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 skip called that they call CGSS, where you just fall out of crazy gadget and touch the goal ring to put it pretty simply, but um, he was trying to do that all with his feet, and I'm just sitting here like, this guy is either amazingly talented or he's crazy, or a little bit of both. I never <laughs> did get to check out his uh, normal run. That he, he actually has that run on the PC board, and I would imagine he doesn't do GME or anything. I think he just did, uh, just straight up ran the game. Yeah, he runs the PC version of Metal Gear, right? Or... It's it's just so he can get his fight stick. Okay. I think because that's how he plays with his feet. He has a fight stick. He puts it on the floor and just goes. But I don't um, know. He showed me he when I met him up in person. He showed me like doing it with his with a with a PS4 controller, and I was like, "What? <laughs> Wait, he what? That's yeah. amazing." Uh, let's see if his... he did. He did like a live demonstration with me, and I'm just like, "Here it is. I got it." He's <laughs> got a forty-three fifty-two. Uh, this was earlier this year, and the quote comment on the run is, and I didn't even have to lift a finger. Oh, <laughs> oh. The puns. That's so good. But, yeah, he's he's pretty talented in what he does. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. But, uh, hey, speaking of marathons, Sora. Hi. Hi. You, you have Hi. a marathon run just next month. Uh, for um, no reset at DreamHack Montreal, right? Yes, I do. Yeah. So uh, how how are you feeling about that, huh? Very nervous. <laughs> um, Python was actually there during my process of actually like submitting my run. Uh, I tried doing it live on, in my stream and then just like edit it later. But uh, for me. Like, I can't really turn off, like, 
my brain of like trying to entertain people because like people are asking me questions and they're doing jokes and I'm here trying to like tell how the run works and they're just like I don't know just constant jokes and I'm like um but uh sorry what was I saying um yeah I recorded myself off stream and it only took me like two tries I want to say that like first it was kind of like the first couple of things was kind of weird because mm-hmm. um like just getting the part where just just starting off was just hard but once you get the ball rolling like everything is a little bit like fine it, it yeah. flows it comes more naturally yeah definitely. and it, i i definitely think it's one of those things that you get better at it the more you do it yeah uh, I know for sure when I get to DreamHack that I'm uh, going to have a friend there who's also Catlink, who also speedruns, well, used to speedrun Metal Gear, too. Um, but uh, she's very well experienced in like the whole marathon and uh, being on couches and stuff like that. So, yeah. It's probably pretty helpful. Well, But, like, I do have, like, I have my jokes. I, I I slip in a little bit of jokes in there. Like I talk about snakes, dummy thick, ass, <laughs> mm. alerting the guards. But um, also in marathon news, Glenn, you had one last week. Yep, we had one for the fourth iteration of speedrun to change the world, where uh, we tried to have Python commentate, but uh, Mother Nature had other plans. Yeah. So, uh, uh, if anyone has, ex- if anyone hasn't experienced lightning within ten feet of them, uh, you haven't experienced life. Oh my! <laughs> it's a scary thought, man. It's <laughs> was interesting. But uh, yeah, Glenn. Uh, <laughs> from what I saw, um, it was an okay run. Yeah, the run. Started off kind of rocky and ended kind of rocky, but everything in between, which is more execution than you would think, uh, went pretty solidly. So I am not dishappy with that run, right? Or unhappy with that run. Um, but I'm 0 for 3 on the docks <laughs> in marathon runs. One, one of these, spotted. one of these days, Glenn, you'll 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 get out of the docks spotlessly. I hope so. <laughs> Because uh, uh, if you didn't know, there's a part where the guard comes down the back elevator, and if you didn't kill any of the guards, there is a small chance that the other one can see you, even if you've done it right. Uh, according, I guess D-Limes had actually said something to me afterwards that I did it late. Whatever. Hmm. Um, it's definitely something I will look at and going forward take an adjustment to, because a marathon run, you want to do the entertaining thing that you can still do and everyone likes when you mess with that guard for whatever reason i tend to make fun of johnny in my run uh what what other jokes do i do in there i talk about like how everyone's just really scared of me like how uh 
a psycho mantis just turns into a, a bookshelf or like how, <laughs> how sniper wolf didn't really like my charming snake dance so she just like told me to go <laughs> like, <laughs> like oh screw this and just nope <laughs> we don't want anything to do with you 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 go right on ahead but raven's uh the only one who has the courage to try yeah. and face you <laughs> and whether you're on pc or console you break it and yeah. he just uh he just dies you use the nikita on the console we use grenades on the pc version completely oh. ignoring the colonel's advice it's great well uh in certain in certain difficulties you can straight up just tank damage and use grenades on on uh, console yeah. as well yeah, yeah. Easy is one of them, and normal you can do it as well, I believe, if you have the rations to spare. I believe yeah. so, yeah. You want to have about, like, three or four rations on you when you're doing a grenade strat. If you have less than two, then you, you're you better off with a Nikita. You, there's, like, I mean, there, you can always pick up uh, a ration before the boss battle fights, which I always do. And then if you're still, like, low on ration, you can always go to the top right corner. Uh, there's a ration that's hanging around over there, but that also like just wastes time. But it it really it really depends like it, how what your strat is, and I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, of course, we would be remiss without mentioning that uh, Glenn. Mm hmm. When you when you're taking that five seconds back off a of tromboncino. I don't know, man. Jag's got. Oh, that's right. Evidence, at least. I don't know if he's got it recorded or not. That's right. I he's almost got a thirty-nine twenty-three now. So now it's ten seconds. I gotta. Ooh. Uh, it's doable. the The issue is gonna be free time, basic. Mm -hmm. Um, which I'll only have a couple of weeks here, and then between work is more or less four days. Hmm. So, but something I want to go for because competition's always fun. So, mm -hmm. and Trom is always big competition. Jag's always big competition. Um, Plywood. so Plywood's good competition. When he's coming back to PC, <laughs> um, Copper only does a uh, console, right? Yeah, does... Copper's yes. Copper's a console runner. Yeah, he's a but, he's a purist basically. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. It's an emulated run. Oh! <laughs> so, okay, so Copper has Burn. a PS TV. Copper has a PS TV. He does. But he's not running official firmware, is, is the thing. So, oh, is that what it is? So, it's qualified as an emulator? Mm hmm. Okay, that's that's a thing. Yeah, but like, if you're running on emulator, there's like, for, there's one individual I knew. Prior to having a PS TV, he used to run on emulator. And like when you categorize yourself, it said emulated. But when it comes to a PS TV, it's a PS TV. So. It's official Sony software and firmware, I believe, is this distinction. Yes. Yeah. Um, when, when, when's, when's the classic going to be on the board? When's the PlayStation Classic? I want to see that. Whenever when you can someone complete a run of it. Whenever somebody actually manages to finish the game in a single setting. 
the because I know issue Plywood is, is actually so trying to uh, complete a run. If he managed to do so, would you think that he's actually going to put it on the board just for jokes? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if his plan on like on, on like two spots because I know his name pops up in uh, in Silent Hill and he has two places because one of the runs is on PC and the other one is on Xbox. Mm. And so... Yeah, I don't know if his plan is to actually run the game on PS Classic or if he's just trying to do like a semi-casual play sort of thing. Okay. If I remember I right, it's just kind of a milestone for him to actually do it. Mm. So he got like 50 subs recently, I think, and that was, you know, nice. hey, let's celebrate by doing this very, very broken PlayStation Classic run. And it's not broken in the sense that, say, PC or the speedrun is, basically. It's broken in the sense where it just crashes randomly. Yeah. Um, a couple of weeks back, D-Limes actually tried to do it in one sitting, and he did. The issue is it crashed, I think, several times. So I don't know if it's the the PlayStation Classic that just can't handle the game or what, but uh, uh, I've the, I've heard whispers from some people. You may as well just run it on a Raspberry. Yeah, the way I hear it is that um, it's a it's a poorly optimized ROM, basically. Oof, that's the way I've heard it explained, and I think it was Plywood who said that too. But, I've heard uh, the whole thing described as a glorified emulator for I mean, yeah. one games, which is fair. It's pretty yeah. much what the classics are. The classic it's, series it's, is just it's a nice looking, you know, little emulator. It's pretty, but it doesn't perform well. It tries its best, so you know. <laughs> it's the little it's the little PlayStation again. I mean, I think the best part about the PlayStation Classic is the controller. Yeah, you're getting a at the moment, if you can still find it, it's like 20 bucks. You get two very, very nice-feeling USB controllers that are, you know, they look just like and feel just like the old PlayStation 1 controller. I think They I work know. great. They're plug-and-play. And they work on PC? They do work on the PC version. D-Limes actually tested it, and he ended up with a swing and miss where the D-pad wouldn't work correctly, but when I did it at someone else's house... Uh, it worked fine. D-Limes then took it to his work computer, got the same result, and then he took it back home and got the same result again. It did work just fine. Mm. What happened the first time he tried it, I have no idea. Short hmm. circuit, maybe? We're not sure. It could be the controller. I don't know if he used the same controller, but basically at the moment, what I would describe the PlayStation Classic is a glorified paperweight that comes with two very nice controllers and an HDMI cable. Yay, more I mean, HDMI cables. I mean, who who couldn't use more HDMI cables, honestly? I have a shelf full of HDMI cables. I've, I've got a nice drawer. I've got maybe a dozen or so now. I, I think all just near me right now, there are about five. Just plugged into specific, like, various things. Like, I have three connected to a splitter, one to my monitor. There's one behind the wall here. <laughs> I wanted to count that. <laughs> HDMI is the way to go for picture, apparently. I mean, yeah, except... So I recently picked up a PS2, and I'm... I would love to get an upscaler, but I think the way I'm going to do it is uh, SD capture. Mm. I mean, the way... I, I, I have one. 
Remind me to recommend you one. I'll recommend the one I use. It's kind of a pain in the ass, but <laughs> it it does work. It, you know, I use it to run Twin Snakes or uh, Fusion. So I'll I'll get you that when I can. Neat. It only cost me like eighteen bucks with shipping, so hmm. it's a little cheapo. So, so um, ooh. I think that's about the topics we had for this show, unless you guys have something else you'd like to bring up. Mm. No, I think we covered a good basis of it. We covered you. Well, you were learning PAL before, so that was your first like Metal Gear console uh, yeah. run, <laughs> which was fun. That, that was a good that was a good time. Yeah, that, that was. Oh, my God. We oh, there was actually something we learned something. Uh, the difference between PAL and Integral about mm-hmm. the key card. Oh, yes. Oh, like yes. Let me explain. Cause, or, okay, so I'll tell you from what I know in terms of like a regular speed run with my Integral run. Uh, when you need to change your PAL keys, uh, obviously you need to go to different rooms. Like you need to go into the cold room and then the hot room. And it only takes you about a minute and a second for you to change it. Mm-hmm. It's not like that in PAL, actually. So the PAL version of MGS1 uh, runs at a very crisp 25 frames a second on a 50 hertz. Uh, so not only does the game actually run slower, like as a as a whole, it feels sluggish. It it runs pretty pretty horridly, but it also changes the timers. Um. So. When you're in the warehouse or when you're in the blast furnace changing the, the, the card key colors, it doesn't take a minute and a second. It takes closer to about a minute and 20. Oof. So uh, just, just another reason why if you're playing the PAL version and you're trying to speedrun it, don't. don't. So for, frame for, a while, though, for a while, though, we did call Python the king of Europe. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I still have the fastest recorded time on the PAL version. Unless, <laughs> unless Apache has a better PAL, PAL time than I do. I don't know. Maybe I'll do one just for funsies. <laughs> I mean, hey, why not, really? Join the meme, cre- uh, the, the meme dream team. <laughs> I mean, I did do the whole, like running with that was hard when with oven mitts (laughs) (laughs) what (laughs) okay so what did i miss out on i did a charity run uh it was basically uh raising money for mental health uh because it was um uh, anyways and one of the incentive is if like you donate or sub or anything of that sort i would spin a wheel and one of them was the oven mitts. So I'm basically handicapped and I'm wearing oven mitts and I'm playing the game. Some people were really shocked and I was even really shocked about doing uh, the quick throw. Because uh, yeah. it's not easy. <laughs> but No, because your thumb has quadrupled in size and <laughs> you have this really weird motion for you, the trigger <laughs> and the buttons. It's like, no. I can't. I was like playing like this the whole entire time just to show off that I actually am playing with oven mitts. Oh my <laughs> like... gosh. That sounds awful. 
just and then add to no. that uh mashing was really really hard like i w- i was trying to figure out what was the best way of mashing and i just like it just looked like i was punching my controller in the end <laughs> i see i just thought about it and i just i would go like this with my thumb and just do it oh, that no. way okay so my first my first tactics was punching it and then my second one was just how Oh yeah, I was like shaking it like this. <laughs> like... Oh my gosh! <laughs> did I finish the run though? I did finish the run. She did. I finished it several times. I think she beat my. Pal- my head, I think I think she beat my pal time. So, <laughs> Good. I mean, that, that's fairly incredible. So, you know, just can we just use your pal time at this point as the benchmark? <laughs> The sad part is that run was actually pretty decent, and it's still a 118. It's yeah, it's still faster than these first runs that we're seeing as 136. Mm-hmm. But I mean, even I mean, the other I was... pal runs are over 120. So I I looked at those runs and like they could have done better, especially with the weapons glitch or trying to get on top of the box because that's. Like I said, it can make or break your your run. Like, if you can do it first try, that's going to make your run. If you can't, then chances are... You're in trouble. Right. As far as time-wise. And it's very easy to just clamber straight over the boxes and end up back on the other side. Right. Or the other thing, too, is you you don't move up immediately like you're supposed to fall straight down into the elevator and you're stuck there. Mm. Yeah. I I think I watched Jag do that the other day like last uh, week yeah i remember sometimes i just end up in like the second floor and i'm like no <laughs> uh there's also the issue of like sometimes you don't even know when to cook your your stinger slash your chaff stinger and like some i've noticed some people they tend to like they hesitate themselves like they either go a step back before like the cutscene triggers or not so yeah i I have a visual cue as to when I actually cook my chaff stinger, but some people don't know that. Yeah. Have to look at that then. But uh Oh the uh the incredible challenge runs aside. Um I I think we say this just about every show, but if you're thinking about getting into Metal Gear, uh speedrunning, just just do it. It's it's pretty easy to break into some of these games and they're a whole lot of fun uh if you if you enjoyed them casually it's definitely worth getting into the speed run and of course i can't i i'm legally obligated i cannot leave this show without once mentioning metalgearspeedrunners.com your one stop uh one stop source for all of our uh information for community info for uh, our wiki for strategies for pretty much every game up till Acid 2, which is actually being worked on. Uh, pro- maybe even as we speak, it's being worked on by Copper Tank. We got uh, Ghost Babble. We got Pioneer. Battle. What other games do we have? We even have Survive. Oh, yeah. Survive's on there now, <laughs> yeah. Plywood uh, dove deep into the Survive madness. Uh, there's also, I mean, there's there's Python who's into it now. Yeah. I mean, casually or speedrun? I, I've I've finally finished my casual playthrough. 
I've been tooling around in the post game a little bit here and there. And mm-hmm. in fact, earlier today, Plywood and I were playing the co-op. Which, by the way, Plywood has reinstalled the game, but he's I'm I'm ninety nine percent sure he's not going to be doing another run with it. But uh, yeah, he and I were playing a little bit earlier. In fact, he was getting a little mad at my drop rate, which is apparently incredible. I mean, here's the thing. Can you... Is there local multiplayer co-op on that game? I don't think so, no. Oof, I was going to say, next time y'all are in the same area, just do co-op runs. <laughs> Screw <No>. it. <laughs> I, think, I think the newest Metal Gear speed run that's left to to conquer would have to be the Pachinko Machine. Well... <laughs> Oh Acid two, Acid two, and Pachi slot, and Metal Gear Touch for the um, mobile phones. Yeah, for for oh, the yeah. for the iPod for the iPod. Yeah, that was an iPod iPhone thing. What mm-hmm. about the End Gear? Nope, we don't talk about it. That doesn't exist. Okay, <laughs> it's a topic right. for another day. <laughs> Preferably but, uh, away from Python, apparently. <laughs> it's 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 not good, but yeah. MetalGearSpeedrunners.com. Uh, it's got your links to this Twitch channel, which, uh, in case you're listening to it afterward on YouTube, Spotify, Podbean, or Anchor FM, uh, we run this show live on twitch.tv slash MetalGearSpeedrunners. Also, like I said, you can find it on the website. Uh, it's got a link to the YouTube channel, uh, where we have posted some marathon highlights, as well as every show we've done so far for the Disc Swap. Uh, it's got our wiki. It's got a nice little blog full of full of neat little posts. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, it's just it's overall a, a fantastic resource, and we uh, we hope to see more more people using it. Um, yeah, big again, big big thanks to our our technical unit, Roy Chusa, um, and uh, the rest of the guys. Toast was the name I was specifically thinking of that I didn't want to be rude and forget. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, anything else from you guys? Oh, I was just gonna say we need more female Metal Gear speedrunners. <laughs> Fair, yeah, true, absolutely. Come one, come all. But um, whoa, you're a chick and you whoa. run Metal Gear. Colonel. <laughs> Meryl, I need you. <laughs> uh, that's, a, that's, that's, that's a can of worms for another time in another place. <laughs> Probably not here. Uh, so, on behalf of Sora and Metal Glen Solid, thank you guys for, for hanging out with us for the show. We, uh, we hope to see you next time. We hope the next time will actually be uh, two weeks from now, like we were trying to do before. But, you know, we'll see how it goes. We'll keep you notified. Uh, in case you are not aware, we have our Twitter at MG Speedrunners on uh, now under new management from one of our staff members, Iridescence. So uh, follow that. Get updates on things we're doing here uh, in the community. And past that, everyone, have yourselves a great night.